to I hope everybody, uh, welcome back. Here we are again. Um, these weeks are flying in, aren't they? Um, this is episode five of the Yorkshire Fitness Podcast. Here we go. Um, so joined again. I'm great, Mark and Mark on the other end. He's over at work, we're at work with Jim. So um, loads to talk about today. Um, we want to talk, it's a pretty, it's a quite a, a common subject, a, a really big question. Let's say, let's say it's a really important question. Women and strength training, and why should they do it, or why should you do it? Um, we have quite a lot. I'll just bring, I'll just brush upon this a little bit. I'll, I'll talk a little bit for us both. Eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, um, you know me, Thank you. I know, yeah, I do. It's when you're starting off, it just yeah. happens, doesn't it? Um, so, Mark, I'll just, we'll just, I'll bring you into this a little bit. So, loads of our, we, we've got mainly. We're, pro- we're about 75 percent out with female yeah, members training, yeah, per- yeah, men, personal yeah. training one to us as a small group things it is generally it's nearly all women 70 about 75 percent and a question that we get asked lots is just like you know like the type of training when when the first come if, if we don't know um the women that are starting generally the, the, they've come they've been recommended they've come from a referral so they've got an idea of things that we're doing but when we kind of have a little chat and show them around the gym and we talk about like the process that we try and work on and the things that how we're going to benefit um from different try the, the question is generally why do i want to do weights and the, the question is will i get bigger muscly uh, you know like uh, oh i'm really worried about doing weights i've never really yeah. wanted to do weights before because i will get bigger muscle and it's yeah. like so we, we we have to straight away go like whoa, whoa you know like that 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 is really difficult to do so we just have a chat about like we, we just spoke earlier didn't we? just about the physiology of everything and you know like kind of that but um really quickly though we'll brush upon this so i spoke to you this about last week mark then about one of the lasses that we train i've been training joe for years she's been coming to boot camp and as gym classes for four or five years, I think now. So she's, she loves it. It's part of her life. She knows, she understands the benefits. But recently she's been getting into, she really enjoys the strength side of it. She loves lifting weights and she's natural. She's really good. She's got good technique and she's progressed through really quickly and got stronger, aren't she? Shifting some great yeah, weights and she, and she yeah. enjoys it. So what <laughs> into Shane. <laughs> not many don't. Not many don't. <laughs> is that that difficult? Oh, I don't know. No, it's not. Harsh, I'm yeah. easily shaking. Joking, that's mate. Right. So, joking, mate. So, because she's been sharing her results, and we've been sharing her results online, social media, um, maybe family members, work colleagues are questioning Joe, saying, "Why are you doing your weights? Why do you want to be so strong? Are you trying to be a bodybuilder?" Um, the don't under so the, it, there's this big misconception, but the, the general questions are coming from people who don't necessarily go to the gym and do strength training. So it, it's quite a little bit of a what they call it a taboo subject, in it. You know, like it's one of them kind of some people you either love it or you just avoid it completely and just pretend that you don't need to do it. Um, so we thought, didn't we? All yeah, yeah. That this but, there is, but there is other reasons, and all you know, like there's, there's the one that women think they're going to get bigger muscle, they're going to have big muscle yeah. shoulders, big upper body, massive legs. But then also, like to go into a gym, it's quite intimidating lifting area, isn't it? For, or it can be. And this is what we've we've heard as well. You know, like a lot of women say, "Well, I would never have gone into the gym and done any weights before because you don't feel like you know what you're doing. You just have blokes hogging." bench press or you know big dumbbells and grunting and stuff so they don't want to they, they won't even dare go in and attempt even the ones who 
know well, that's that what, that's know what I've told us. That's yeah, what yeah, yeah, over the years, that's yeah. what I've told us. Like, oh, yeah, good. that's not that's not us yeah. saying that. That's what, yeah, that's that's what we get told. So when they come here, like, so the good thing for them coming here is they're not getting looked upon by anywhere else or making them feel like they're being looked down upon by some bloke in corner on his bench press and not knowing what to do. So they're, they're learning to... And they yeah. love it then, don't they? Yeah. Most women actually they really love enjoy it. They really enjoy it. And they feel a lifting weight and what it does. So And the benefits, I think. So it's just to get it, yeah, just to get it out there a little bit more, which I know it is a bit... I think CrossFit brought it in quite a bit. And it's a bit fair. Do you know, like, there's a lot of women who lift now CrossFit and they do it. And I know that's different to us, but, it's, you know, like... It, it's becoming more mainstream, but there is still a massive proportion of women who, you know, like, who do seem to, or even the friends, like, why are you lifting weights and that paranoia over yeah. there? So if Being we big. can, so today's aim, objective, aim, whatever we say, is we can use you, Mark, we can pick your brain and you can put your point across. So it's not, because a lot of our members just here our side of the story, don't they? Yes. You know, like, yeah. me and Mark, we believe this, we believe that. The research says this. It'll be great for them to hear it come from your point of view, with your background and knowledge about strength and conditioning, what you've had over the years, being slightly from a different background to us. So that'll be great from our member point of view. But then just from general population as well, I think just let's just get rid of some of the myths about it, you know, like about the old bodybuilding image that comes with lifting weights. Absolutely. And the, the, one of the things I'd, I'd, I'd add to that is it's not just about um, the things you mentioned that isn't just just um, about the female population. It's about different sports and different. I think society still has a thing about lifting weights being a, a male thing to get bigger. And, and that probably came from like the 70s and 80s with Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and that explosion yeah. of bodybuilding. Uh, yeah. And that's, that was all the thing that you could see in the media was Arnold and Rocky and Rambo and lifting weights and that. Muscle magazine and Flex magazine, and that was it. That, yeah. that, that was our image of it. And then, as time has progressed, we've got a bit more aware of, of different types of, of lifting weights. But I think that thing still exists. And, and from a strength and conditioning point of view, um, that that mentality is something still I overcome. I, I was in the gym today teaching some students, and some football students were in there, and not male, not the male and female, because they both have the same perspective. Going, I don't do this because I don't want to get big and bulky to, to for my sport. Uh, and I was like, well, that do, it doesn't happen like that. That isn't that isn't a reality. It's, it isn't just a a male female thing. I think there's there's as many males out there as our females that have yeah, that yeah. perception. Yeah, and even, talking... and even athletes then as well, not just Ab general, absolutely. Like yeah, athletes worried about getting big and bulky and it affecting the sports. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, especially if you are uh, in a weight category spot. If you're in a spot where you your performance relies on you sitting within a certain weight category, you you really are paranoid about kind of yeah. any change Mark, in there's weight. also one for endurance athletes as well and i mean it, do, it does open up a whole uh full can of worms i suppose you could say doesn't it about weight you know about lifting weights you know like how much you know endurance athletes everybody you know like they were always same on them they don't do weights because they don't want to get big and absolutely yeah lifting Some weights the... doesn't necessarily make you big and <laughs> Uh, and there's different kinds, uh, there's different ways of training for, for how, you know, how you're going to develop muscle, you know. Absolutely, yeah. So let's start with the first one then. Let's ask you the first one and just for you to just briefly give us a bit of a uh, your side of explanation on number one, why, why will not 
anybody just get big and bulky from lifting weights, but maybe more so focus on the on the female side of it and why they will not just get big and bulky. Yeah. Um I'll try to be as, as simplistic as it can be and not give too much of a detail physiology of this lesson. So um, the, the first thing between the male and female difference would be that we have different hormonal profiles. So I just kind of open it by kind of just explaining how we came to this kind of understanding. So what we're talking about here is on general. Okay, if I took a thousand men and a thousand women and studied them, I'm going to talk about typically what would be the average of that. Now, within that thousand people, there'll be some men who are weaker and some women who are stronger fastest, bigger, smaller. There's always going to be individual differences. But we're just talking about an average, the mean average of those thousand different men and women that we looked at. Men have testosterone and, and women have less. And testosterone is what we call an anabolic hormone, the, the hormone responsible for uh, increasing muscle mass. So without uh, a lot of that, you are going to struggle to put on mass. You're going to struggle to put on muscle mass. You can get stronger, but that might not necessarily come with an increasing muscle mass. So there's, there's like a window of opportunity for men where they can find it relatively easy to put on muscle. That's from like kind of 18 up to kind of 30. And either side of that, it's relatively difficult. So there's, there's actually, if you put the whole population of, of humanity and then all the people that can do weights, there's only a very small proportion of those people that can really easily put on weight. Everybody else is going to find it really hard. Uh, and the second thing is that you have to really have that as a specific intention, both from how you train and how you eat. You have to have a really specific uh, internal environment to create muscle. You have to have a lot of protein. You have to be fully rested, fully recovered, great sleep. And then you have to put your muscle through the right kind of training that's going to stimulate it to grow. Now, that you have to really do that out of choice and be really deliberate in trying to gain muscle. And actually, some women can do that. I talk about um, that thousand women. Within that thousand, some will, some won't. Most won't. Some will be kind of most will be around that kind of middle ground and not be able to. There'll be some to the far extreme who can, but they're really few and far between. But you still have to go out with this explicit intention to try to increase your muscle mass. And to do that is about certain rep ranges. So you're looking at kind of eight to 12 repetitions. You're having to have a certain amount of load. So you're looking at around about that 70 to 80% of your muscle mass. You don't have to train to fatigue, but you're pretty close. Um, and you have to kind of um have a certain amount of volume of that. So you have to do a certain number of repetitions within a set across the week to try and get that. So you really have to go out from the outset to do that. Now, of that 1,000 women, maybe 990 have don't have the physiology. And if they did that kind of training, they still couldn't put on muscle. Now, I'll come to muscle tone a little bit later because sometimes putting on muscle and muscle tone get confused. And, and one, one is desirable, one isn't desirable. And we'll, we'll talk about that, that in a second. So basically, to give you a really simple answer to that, most women can't get muscular, like increasing size of muscle to look like yeah. those, those stereotypical 1980s bodybuilders that we see in, in, yeah. in back in like pumping iron films and all those kind of things. Now, you can increase muscle tone. that is the perception, isn't it? That is the perception yeah. a lot of people have got. Like, as soon as you lift a weight, you are going to start looking like the bodybuilders. And, and, and it's not a... For not, what, probably 90% of the population, it's not a look that they want to achieve, is it? Absolutely not. And the, the, the second thing I was going to get to is strength training and hypertrophy training or muscle mass-based training are, are different. They might look similar to the untrained eye, but to, to the more experienced, the, 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 the SSC coaches or the personal trainers, they are slightly different. So strength training is with intention to get stronger, to move more weight, uh, to express more force, 
Um, and that kind of training doesn't really stress the muscle very much. It stresses what we call the neuromuscular system, it's the brain, the nervous system, and the muscle. And it's a, it's a neurological thing. It's a nervous system control thing rather than really kind of blowing the muscle up and making it completely filled with blood and lactate and all those other horrible, nasty things you get at the end of a, a weight session. In strength training, it feels very different. It doesn't feel like a hypertrophy session. So you might feel like you are tired, but you won't feel like a muscle pump kind of sensation. That kind of training makes you stronger. You might Men might see a small amount of muscle mass increase, but women typically not. But here's the real kind of kicker at the end of it. You will see an increase in muscle tone because muscle tone is created by how much the muscle is stimulated by the brain. So at rest, all of our muscles have a certain amount of muscle tone. The more we train, the more increasing muscle tone that we get. So strength training will have a more direct impact on, on your muscle tone than, than any other form of training. Now, I'm sure that term has come across you guys. You, you must hear that a lot. Yeah, well, that, that is, that's, and that's the goal that for most, yeah, most men, if I'm well, honest, yeah, and we get, you know, like, female, that's not female. I think most men who we get, we don't get bodybuilder type people coming here, you know, like, we don't get them, but they all want that little bit more muscle tone. They, yeah. want, they just want to look a little bit better with a top mm -hmm. off on beach, don't they, mm -hmm. or with the shorts on or whatever it might be. They just want to, just want to look that little bit better. It, like you say, it's about muscle tone, body fat percentage. You know, like it, it's that that people are looking for. They're not looking, we don't get anybody looking, I, I want to get big. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I want, you know what I mean? I, I want to build up. I want to be able to, we don't get that. And that's probably because we're not like that. So we don't attract them kind of people, do we? So it? it's, uh, it's an improvement body. But 100% most <laughs> women who come to us, they always say, they want to tone up. That's the turn. That, that's yeah. like the bit. I, yeah. I want. I just want to tone up. You know. So, like you said, so achieving muscle tone. Then, we, and this is what why we always go down that route of that type of training for them. Um, so, and because it's just like. an improvement in body composition. You know, like they can word it however they want. Kind of. It's general. The, gen yeah, yeah. the, the yeah. general um, idea behind it, and usually what spurs somebody on to contact us or come to the gym or up the amount of sessions they're doing is because they want to improve the body composition. I already said whether it's muscle, whether it's the tone, but, but generally they the do say to us, I want to tone up. So the, that brings you, it goes you straight yeah, back yeah. to the cycle of, right, so we need to start with this training and blah, 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 and work it together. Um, so that's... But, that's yeah, what. I was just going to say, but getting stronger as well, that most people realise then that everyday life becomes that little bit easier. You know, so whether it's at work, moving things at work, carrying things at work, doing things with kids, having more energy from coming, because everything's that little bit lighter from getting stronger, isn't it? You, yeah. it's, not as, it's not as hard for your kid to pick up off the floor when they've fallen, all of a sudden, don't feel as heavy as what they felt, you know, previously before, yeah, um, before, they, before they had it. So I think it's, it just turns into a massive win for most people. You know, when, when we talk, I know we had that thing before about, is there any such thing as functional training? No, there is, but it helps. But the functionality of life improves, doesn't it? In the fact that the things that you can do, getting out of a chair might be easier for somebody. You know, like you, you know, like getting up because they're just the stronger in the legs or the stronger in the core to get up. So there's a there's it, it's just a win-win all around, isn't it? As far as uh, it, we can see, it, it definitely is. I mean, in, in my other strength and conditioning, we always have that external challenge point, which is can you perform? So I, I I'm judged by two things. First, my first challenge is can 
can the athletes stay healthy? Are they avoiding injury? And then can they do the physical task on, on things? So for me, like strength training female athletes is an easier sell. I still have exactly the same challenges that you guys are having in the gym floor going, I think this is the best tool that we can use for you. But there may be some resistance and resilience to that. But for me, there's a bit of an easier link between this tool and uh, the outcome that we're trying to get. It yeah. isn't the best for or people perceive it to be the best in the middle, in the process. So I'm doing strength training. I'm not going to be out of breath. I'm not going to get hot and sweaty. I'm not going to be crawling. Calories. The Calories. Calories. Looking Those at the, the watch for how many yeah. calories they've burned. Yeah. So if, you, if you're judging your sessions by those things, because that's how you yeah. think you're going to achieve your goal, I can understand why, why anybody who wants those things don't, doesn't see strength training as being the solution for them. Because it's a slow burner, both in calorie-wise in terms of goals and achievements. Yeah, yeah. Getting yeah. strong. You see an immediate goal straight away, but then after that, it takes a while to build up that strength. But it is, it is achievable. Whereas if somebody wants to feel like they're trained and feel hot and sweaty and tired and, and literally drenched in sweat, a hit session is going to do that for you straight away. And actually then you can attribute, I feel trained and therefore that must mean I'm moving towards my goal much faster. So I can understand why there's a bit of a, uh, if somebody wants to train for appearance purposes, I want to look better in the mirror. I want to feel like I'm more toned. Why those two things would link together better. Um, I, I suppose then it's what, what, what it needs is the, the, the clients and your guys or the athletes in my case to trust you going, can, yeah. can we build a bit of trust together and going, I think this is the way forwards. It's going to take us a lot longer to get there. But actually what you're telling me you want is this is the best way, but 90% of what you want to get is going to be in the, in the kitchen anyway, not in the gym. Yeah. So no matter what we did in here, 90% is still based in the kitchen because it's a, an appearance yeah. perspective. Um, so a lot of the things I would kind of use as my tools in the toolbox to try and um, sell the benefits of strength training, things like injury prevention, bone mass, um, maintaining function, performance type of things are going to be more related to strength athletes, sorry, athletes who, who could benefit from strength training. Yeah. But I suppose what you're saying there is that these are the demands of, of everyday life but they may be of a less high priority to, to somebody who's from the general population who isn't from an athletic background. But actually, some people might want to do a 10K run. They might want to yeah. be more active with, with the children, especially as the children get older and get bigger and they won't do as at all and you have to kind of throw them around a little bit. I don't do that <laughs> at all, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, so no. It's, it's finding those kind of uh, points of conversation where you can say, this, this is why I think it's a benefit to you. And then having the trust between the client and, 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 and the trainer to say, yeah, I'm prepared to kind of give you this go, a go with you. Yeah. Matt, you touched on something there, don't mate, where we, um, you're on about bone density, where you talk about to athletes. But again, we have that with, with our clients. Again, probably our ages, you know what I mean? In his 40s, you know I mean? I'm, I'm going topside at mid-40s uh, in a couple of weeks. But I, I like that, topside of mid-40s. That's, that's a really strange way of saying late 40s. I'm, I'm going over the I'm going over the 45 mark. You know what I mean? So who's not in their mid to late 40s, that's late 40s. We're mid 40s, <laughs> me and Graham mid 40s. No, no, 40s. top side of mid 40s, I'm going back. That's how I'm playing it. But I'm bald, you're you wrong. Know, Deal with it. We our clients tend to be around, you know, I think you attract to the type of people and an age group of who you of who you are, don't you, in a lot of ways. We still do get some younger, we get some older. 
but the majority, but we're not, none of us are getting any younger, are we? And as we get younger, uh, as we get older, as we get younger, as we get older, aspirational thinking, we lose the muscle, but then uh, it also leads to a decrease in bone uh, density, doesn't it? So this, you know, like um, breaks and balance, and this is, and these are the other things that we always try and tell people that, you know, like number one, if you've got a better range of movement, uh, improved balance, you're less likely to fall. If you've got stronger bones and more muscle around the things, you're less likely to get injured. But if you did happen to fall, uh, so all these different things um, all lend again towards the strength training, don't they? And the benefits of that. But so the do, bone yeah. density again. So do you want to explain a little bit, really briefly, then, on the on how it improves the bone density, Mark? I'll I'll do my best, and I'll do it as simply and as quickly as I possibly can. So. Um, yeah. bone as much as muscle adapts to whatever it's, it's stress it's placed underneath so if you are uh, never stressing your bones and not by kind of hitting it with a hammer kind of stress it just if you're like moving around the more you're moving the more load your bones have to take it will yeah. respond to that and it, it will grow more bone so it won't get bigger or longer but it'll get more dense so you have more bone in the same space and that density will mean stronger um, so by going through strength training, we're overloading uh, or placing a lot of stress on that bone to encourage it to maintain its density or increase its density. So it's about kind of load tolerance and kind of place it under load. So especially upper body weight training. So you, we walk around, so we call that load bearing activity. So we talk, walk around in a day-to-day life. So your, your legs will take some kind of load. And if you're walking around holding lots of bags all day, you're going to overload it. So you might, you might be okay with um, your lower body, but if you're not, placing your upper body under any loaded stress it's going to get weaker and weaker and weaker because it doesn't need to maintain that level of density so total body kind of weight training is really helpful to make sure that your skeleton stays healthy and if you don't stress that i mean by stress it within a certain limit we're not kind of trying to crush you with like loads and loads of weight in the body just by a little bit of extra weight that's challenging for you your spine yeah, arm, leg, arms, legs, feet, hands, all these things will increase in their density and therefore be a little bit more resistant to breaks, uh, especially as we get older. I'm no physiologist, so I'm going to kind of dip out a little bit here, but certainly around the menopause, we have some challenges with, with female and their bone density. So for females of that age, that's certainly an added benefit of increasing our, our pre-menopause adding strength training in, so you can carry on yeah. all the way through and it prevents those kind of declines. I, I'm really keen to say that's my limit of knowledge in that area. Well, that's, that, that, there's been a little bit about that because one of the girls who, um, who trains here, she were, we were on about because she saw one of us posts on uh, <sighs> on one of the girls, one of the ladies doing a deadlift with one Michelle Baker one she, and she'd done a, actually a 130 yeah, kg yeah, deadlift, yeah. I think, in trap bar, which is pretty impressive really on its own. But she was saying you ought to push because... I think uh, even Davina McCall's been uh, doing stuff on the, on menopause now, and how uh, it leads to osteoporosis, and then that yeah, um, that strength training can help um, counteract that uh, that condition in in women as they get as they're all going through it. And again, like you say, it's just it's just the full the full benefits of yeah of uh, of what we do. I mean, we all need to be more <laughs> active in general, don't we? You know, yeah. like, and we're not saying that cardio is not good for you. We're not saying that hits is not good for you because obviously that's got uh, health benefits, having a stronger heart and lungs. Decline. Are we still there? We, we, we can hear you. I just can't see you. We can hear you, just can't see yeah, you. So. We're back. So, we're back. Yeah, so uh, stronger heart, 
still there? I'm still here. Yeah, you, you keep going, guys. Yeah, so, so strong heart and lungs. So there's there's still loads of benefit for that, isn't there? Um, it's just uh, there's there's all benefit for it. But if you're doing it, if you're doing if you're training in that way, just to in, to improve your body composition and your muscle tone, then you're probably backing up at wrong tree, aren't you? There's better yeah. ways of doing it. There are, and, and I suppose if you if you met a client for the first time and you tried to sell them the benefits of strength training based on purely preventing osteoporosis, I don't think you're going to do well, are you? Yeah, no, no, uh, definitely not. So it, but this not is stuff quite... that, we, that we talk about as we're training, Matt. These are extra, yeah. these are add-ons. And, and absolutely, yeah. So what, what we're saying here, that it's a tool and toolbox that has lots of benefits to it, um, but you got it's like understanding why people might want to do something. So they're going to come in with a health with a, a body composition goal. And it's about, can we deliver that? We can deliver that in many ways. What we're saying is strength training is one way of delivering it, but it comes with all these other benefits that we you wouldn't necessarily have known about or thought about. And, and again, depending on your age, it's how important that is to you anyway. So if you're getting a, a 21-year-old come in who wants to improve body composition, talking about osteoporosis is probably not going to have any any impact on yeah, yeah, yeah. It might so even it's put them be relevant. That's, so that's, it's going to be relevant to the client's goals, to the person, what, what they want to achieve in it. And like I said, to a 20-year-old, their, their goal isn't to improve bone density. It's, it's to... Because they, they don't need to. Because the bones are no. fine as they are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's about kind of pitching, like having the right tool for the toolbox and uh, uh, the right tool at the right time. Um, yeah, and it, that's as much about how you communicate with the person as it is actually using strength training. And I suppose the other thing we need to talk about is actually what what do we mean by strength training? Because we're talking about this concept, but many people don't necessarily know what what yeah, we're talking true. about because they still have this picture in their head of uh, I'm I'm going to show my age, pumpy guy with Alan Schwarzenegger in the seventies. Uh, I'm sure there's yeah. much more much more up to date reference points than that. But we're not talking about bicep curls and tricep kickbacks and school crushes and on all that kind of stuff. So we're talking about what we talked about in episode one and two, really, which is yeah. these big, large movements, squats, deadlifts, lunges, press-ups, pull-ups, general all-round body training. So you're using all your major muscle groups all of the time. Yeah. Um, and we're not necessarily focusing on a particular area. Each, each exercise has its own specific uh, challenges. So if you're going to do squats, it's glutes and quads and, and that kind of thing. But it's, it's general overround. So we're not particularly targeting. We're not trying to make your bicep stronger or your... We're not isolating uh, muscles, are we? No. And trying to no. get a pump. You don't get a pump from doing a squat there as such. You know what I mean? You, you might get, get a leg... Yeah, your mind might be going a little bit. Back in a minute. Head about to explode. But yes, yeah. Um, so yeah, Gray's just had to disappear, but his phone's just wrong. So yeah, you're bang on right, mate. Um, so yeah, so that's all the things that we we try and push. So I don't know where we're going with that. Are we have we covered everything? Do we think that we need to do on that? Uh, I think so. So we, we we talked to why why people might not want to do it, and we talked about yes. why you could do it. So if you if you could run us through actually what. It, your, your 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 client that you mentioned right at the beginning. What 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 is she doing with you that she finds so entertaining, so engaging that that she's advocating that to her friends? So that might, might be so those female listeners are going right. Okay, I'm, I'm a little yeah, yeah, convinced okay. how you want to do it. I, what 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 should I be doing? And and what should she be doing? What should they well, what, be doing? What, or what, what are they, they getting out? Do with, well, I'll tell you what. They, what do your clients do with you in the gym? 
Right, so I'll tell you what they get out of it in the fact that what they don't realise that they enjoy is the seeing of the getting stronger. The, you know, like whether it be improving the squat weight, um, the lunges. So our, so our exercises, so do you it's giving an overview on how the, how the train, we know how we train, don't we? So we, we, we focus on like lower body um, squat patterns, lunge patterns, and then hinge patterns. So that's your deadlifts and RDLs. Uh, full body and then we do upper body push pull as core like we've talked about before we do your dead bugs your sturdy pot your plank your stability ones anti-rotational on the you know like cables and bands um, but what the what they like is <laughs> what the what they tend to really enjoy Oh, we just lost Mark there back? for a second. Yeah, we can hear you back with us now. You're back. Are you there? Sorry, mate. So what the what the tend to enjoy is the feeling of getting stronger. We've just had a girl in this morning and she's lifted. Oh for God's sake. And she has and she has lifted, uh, she's hip thrusted 180 kilos today for five reps. And she builds herself up to get ready to come because she's trying to lift more each week than what she did before, you know, and she does it with proper form and she comes in focused to do it. Not everybody's got that same intent, but we have got a good few at minute who have got that little bit where when they come in each week, they want to do that little bit more than what they did last week. And I think, and I think you can see that genuine progress with hit. You never see that progression, do you? Yeah. So you, you might feel every it. Hit yeah, you feel you, every every hit session is just a hit session as long as you got as long as they go out like you said, dripping in sweat. They feel like they burn four hundred calories in that session or whatever the the tag you know the little tag. As long as they've done that, they, they don't see the progression of it. You know, they're not they're not studying the heart rate enough and go, oh, my heart rate was this today. I mean, recovery time's a lot quicker than what it used to be because you don't, that's not what they do it for. Mm. But there's a genuine progression with weight training. There's a, that, you know, with the progressive overload, that's what it's all about. But there's a genuine progression. And when they get into it and when they buy into it, it's massive pull-ups. I'm like a lot of, We've got them doing putting it, and we have done for a while using bands to start with, and you know, getting to thinner band, thinner band, thinner band, you know, to and then some of them eventually they're, they're doing pull ups on their own, you know, and that again, it's you can see it, can't you? you see where you want, you see where you are now, and well, everybody likes to feel like they're moving forward, don't they? I think you know, like you can keep otherwise, you're just doing the same, aren't you? Yeah, so I think that is an added. That is an added bonus on top of all the other things. You genuinely know that you've progressed because you know that when you first came in, you were trying to do a chest press with six kilo dumbbells, for example, or you were doing press-ups on your knees or on an incline and you're working down. Now you're doing full press-ups on floor or you're chest pressing 15 kilo dumbbells, you know? like So it's, um, yeah, and I think mentally, I think that's good for everybody, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, that, that, that's one of the things I I like strength training for. I've got this this a goal to try and squat as twice my body weight, and I've been vlogging about that yeah. for far too long. But it keeps yeah. you coming back because you've got that external measure point. You've got a goal that you're accountable for. If you go to a hit session, yeah. you're not in control of what you do in that session. Somebody else is in control of it. You just do what they tell you to do. Whereas strength training, you're you are accountable to you. You go and say, if I want to do. Uh, I know squat X weight or hip thrust a certain weight. You are responsible for that. And each session you go into the gym, you're the one that's going to be in control of whether you move yeah. close or not. 
in terms of calorie burning, because again, sometimes yeah. that that's the a yardstick that you you find that strength training during the session you can't. Do you know to burn calories? They're not going to burn calories from training. Or they are, but not not compared to going for a run. Yeah. Kind of thing. No. So here's a couple of things that actually may, maybe people don't think about when they're thinking about strength training. Is if you're doing the same exercise, if you're doing three sets of ten squats, and you start off moving twenty kilos every time, that's that you're, you're going to burn X number of calories. Yeah. And your heart rate monitor will tell you burnt X number of calories, and, and that's how it works. It works on how much did you move and how much your heart rate went up by. But as you get stronger, your heart rate won't go up by much. But if you're going to move 40, then 60, then 80, then 100 kilos, actually you are burning more calories because you are moving more weight more of the time. So you're moving five times as much weight, therefore you're burning five times more calories during that exercise. So sometimes the, the calorie count you get from your kind of activity watches don't give you an accurate picture from some training. Now, it's never going to be a 10K run. I'm not suggesting that it is. But yeah, the other thing yeah. as well is that you don't get from you get from strength training, particularly in the female clients, although male clients will also have the same thing, um, that you don't get from HIIT or from, from aerobic-based training, is by increasing your muscle density, you might have more muscle, you might weigh a little bit more, but you're not going to have that muscular Arnold Schwarzenegger appearance. You're just going to have more dense muscle. So it takes up the same space, but it might be more of it. That muscle will be burning yeah. calories 24 hours a day. So we talk about basic yeah. metabolic rate, how much your your body burns just by living. That is going to be going up. Yeah. So well, this is one thing that we we talked about touching on this, didn't we? About talking about this, and you you've done well to remember and pull this one back. Yeah. So we 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 I, in strength training, we always talk about in SSC. I talk about uh, with, with athletes is we, we I train you for one hour that gives you twenty three hours to mess it up. Well, actually, if you do like proper like strength training, the the actual impact of that strength training over time will make it harder for you to mess up the other 23 hours because yeah. you're burning more calories more of the time uh, and one thing that we, we had to share a paper with these guys last week that actually if you do weight training strength training and then you go for a 20 minute walk after that strength training your burning of fat is increased compared to just going for a normal 20 minute walk so if you pair that 10 45 minute weight session with a 20 minute walk you probably have the same level of fat burning as as your hit session, depending on how, how fast you walk and how far you walk, all those yeah. kinds of things. Or yeah. you can certainly offset some of that difference. So if you are obsessed by calorie counting in your workouts, there, there are ways of accommodating that. And, and, and most people, and, I, and again, most people, I'm not using males or females here, most people will talk about burning calories. They want to burn fat mass. That's, they're not, they're not of course, really going to Yeah, that's what it's one of I've got too much glycogen. I need to get rid of some of this. It's, it's kind of, I, I need to burn some fat calories. So yeah. um, and we're talking specifically about, I'm going to call it free fatty acids. It's basically your, the fat floating around in your blood. Strength training releases some of those. You go for a walk, you burn more of those off in that walk after strength training. You wouldn't if you just go for a 20 minute walk on its own. Mark, that probably, that probably, because you know, like it just goes back to, I mean, we're probably running out of time here, but that goes back to that probably helps instead of it. It probably makes the fat burning zone type thing more because we always laugh at the fat burning yeah. zones on your cardio machines and people would rather go on uh, a cardio machine for an hour in fat burning zone at lower intensity than actually train, you know, because they think, well, I'm yeah. burning fat. But by doing it after you've done your strength training, you probably are burning some, you, you probably are getting rid of more fat, aren't you? You are burning yeah. that fat more, more efficiently. 
because yeah. that's when you that's when you do burn fat at the lower intensity training, don't you? But overall, you're not getting enough benefit unless you do nothing else. It's still a benefit, but um, if you have a, a chocolate bar and a, a latte afterwards, then you'd probably put it all back on the meal. But that's, yeah, so I, I think that's a massive one. That I, I, I know that's, that's your thing. I think that's a huge incentive, yeah, massive incentive that, that if people think that doing a strength session or a weight, let's call it a resistance session, a straight, you know, like it doesn't have to be strength, like I said, but a resistance training session followed by a low intensity walk or a cycle summer that you can just go do. Most people, they might go home and walk the dog after they've been yeah. to the gym. They think they are benefiting more from that then, from this improving body composition point of view. That, pure, that surely has got to spur people on to do it. Yeah. I know it would me, yeah. de- definitely. I'm going to start doing it. Yeah. You sure? Well, no, no, in, in your late 40s. There I am, this chair's getting lower. I keep having to lift the chair up, it's getting lower. <laughs> that, that so heavy? That's just your spine shrinking with age. <laughs> well, because yeah, it's so old. Because I'm so old. Yeah, uh, I think we're at the end of your mid forties. <laughs> that was good, and that one at end of your mid forties. Listen, but you you'll get that. You're only a couple of years behind, three years behind. Exactly. Yeah, but we're still early forties. Had classes as well. No, no, you're not. I'm yeah. mid. I'm not mid. Early, I'm too. Anyway, you, uh, Gray probably is. Gray's 42, so I'll let you off for that. I'm, I'm 43, so I'm not going to pretend yeah, to be you. He'll be 43 soon, though. It oh, won't be long. It's like six hours. It's half a year off. You know, no, no. <laughs> you know how quick... You know how and you're 42 time, and a half, Gray. You're 42 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know how time fast goes. How right. time goes now. So, have we covered all the points that we think that will benefit anybody listening to this? We have, haven't we? Yes. I absolutely would do. I mean, and what I also say is that we, we're really open to if, if this has kind of encouraged people to think about this, uh, our slow reservations, please do get in contact. We can always follow us yeah, yeah. answering 100%. questions, um, yeah. sharing ideas. Um, follow you guys on Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that because you do often, often post pictures of, of your training system with your clients to see what your female clients are doing so you've got a bit of a, an image of that. Some of, the, some of the things I think really we need to do is encourage more positive role models. So look at how other female athletes are training. And I, I shared something on our Instagram feed uh, this week about here's some pictures of, of female athletes training and here's them performing. And these are not muscle-bound Arnold Schwarzenegger and the wig types. These are lean, athletic uh, people who are performing at the highest level. Um, yeah. And they don't look like anybody else on the street, but they do, they, they, they no. do engage in strength training. But look so, at the hours they're training, Mark, to just end up looking like that. So that yeah. proves, doesn't it? What you, you know, like it's... Yeah. You know, to... Even if you thought that were a bit on top, heavy, you know, bulkier side for them or the more muscular side for what they're playing. These are full-time athletes, aren't they, that you posted? Absolutely. I mean, uh, one yeah. of them was like Jess Ennis. Like, she has to jump over, yeah. like, like one and a half metre high. She has to jump over hurdles and sprint. The that, that is a person who cannot afford to have an ounce more weight than, than she can cope with. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, she can't do her yeah. event. Mm-hmm. So she would not engage in anything that would deteriorate or detract away from her doing her best in those events. She's got to do the long jump, high jump hurdles. Like she needs to be as light as possible and have the most amount of power and explosiveness per kilo she can get because that, that is what makes her good at her sport. So like it, those and she looks damn good to, as well. Yeah. In I'm, my I'm, opinion. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I'm an SSC coach. I, I look at her, which looks like going over hurdles and go, okay, then she can jump higher, jump faster, and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah. If, that, if that's if that's an image that other, that other females looking at, yeah, I would like that. Then yeah, look, that's what she does. Yes, yeah, she does yeah. the other seven other events at the same time. I'm not suggesting you have to start high jumping or anything like that. But I'm just trying to kind of link those two things together. Going, look, you can do strength training, and it doesn't end up in what you think it looks like. It looks like something different. What I suppose from my point of view, I don't know speaking to other PTs out there, so people who are not in my position who, who like, if they came to me, we'd have our own gym. We'd be in our, our facility and there'd only be us in it's there. Still, I'm here. I reckon we've run out of time. I'm, right. oh, no, still I am right. here, guys. No, I'm here. Uh, we've got some tips. Yeah, you just froze. You on, went solid on screen. On that note, though, I'm going to have to go now. Yeah. We, we do need to. It's two o'clock. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap up there. So, um, yeah. if you like today's episode and you have any questions, please get in contact and we'll try and answer those in the next one. Uh, please like us and follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, leave us a rating and comment. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks mate. Nice to Have a good day. Cheers, see everybody. You, Thank you. See you later. See you, mate. Good, that, I think. I think that's good.